and welcome to another terrifying October edition of Cold Film and Review. Tonight, witness the most terrifying stand-up special of the 90s, because we're talking about Freddy's Dead, the final nightmare. So let's start the show. Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> Where in the hell are we? What a day! If I want your opinion, I'll beat it out of you. This whole thing has turned into a theatrical mockery. You understand that, Mike? Stop eating my sesame cake! I'm so sure. Just look like you like me, and let's stand on. No. That's just like uh, your opinion, man. What did I say? No jelly rolls. I get older, they stay the same age. You can't piss on hospitality. I won't allow it. Happy guy, motherfucker. Hey, guys. Thanks for joining the cult. We really appreciate it. Do us a favor. Head over to iTunes. Leave us a review. If you do, we will give you a shout out at the end of the show. We got one to do. Shout out. So make sure you stick around for that. Then head over to YouTube. Make sure you check out all of our latest videos on there. Then head over to cultfilmandreview.com. Pick up a t-shirt. Do fun things like that. And then uh, tonight, we are talking about Freddy's Dead, the final nightmare. But before we do, as always, I am joined by Cosmith. Hey, how's it going? Chris Wilbrecht. Hey, what's up? And Michael Salucio. Hello, everybody. Like I said, tonight, we're talking about Freddy's Dead, the final nightmare. It was directed by Rachel Talala. Talala? Uh, Talale. Talale. Came out in 1991. Had a budget of 11 million. Made made 34.9 million in the box office. Has a rating of Currently sits at 20% on the critics. From the critics on Rotten Tomato. As uh, we're going through October, what we're doing, guys, is we are doing uh, the five worst uh, of the big of the big ones here, and uh, the supposed worst. And we're getting what we did was because we couldn't all agree on which ones are the worst ones. We took the Metacritic score and we took the Rotten Tomato score and we averaged them together, and that's how uh, this was chosen. Math, math, <laughs> with math. And tonight's episode is Freddy's Dead, <laughs> the final nightmare. How many of you thought this was going to be the worst one? Like the worst Freddy? Like, like, like when we started into this, I actually, I didn't remember this being considered I don't, I feel a like bad. When we talked on the phone, I think I, I think I, I think I might have recommended the fifth one, which is our dream child. Yeah, and five. maybe yeah. this one as a possible injury, just because I remember the flying skulls and thinking that's <laughs> terrible. So I, yeah, but yeah. I'm, I was surprised when you guys said what it was to find out. Yeah. Yeah. That one actually did rank low. So this is not your first time seeing it then, Kyle? No, 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 it's not, unfortunately. What about you, Chris? No, definitely not. What about you, Mike? No, I saw this in theaters, actually. Wow. Really? Yeah. Seriously? Did mm-hmm. you get 3D Lucky. glasses? Yeah. What? I still, I, I'll always remember that bat, like, facing the um, oh, yeah, yeah, the exaggerated, like, movements that they did. Because yeah. I remember, like, watching it and being like, that's going to look weird when these glasses are off. Yeah. <laughs> sure, sure did. Sure did. Uh, sure did. <laughs> it fucking does, yeah. Yeah, uh, I've seen this before. I know I have, but I feel like I haven't. I feel like this I was like, one. I don't even know if I made it all the way through watching this because I'm like, did I make it all the way through this? I, I'm like, really convinced that this is one. Just like, you know, what's funny is I feel there's a trend with the movies that we've been doing on here, which is like these are the ones that played on TV because <laughs> I feel like they were more tame, with the exception of probably Friday the Thirteenth. But like Hellraiser Bloodline, I saw on TV, and I didn't have ca- I didn't have cable. I just basic tell rabbit ears. Yeah. That one I saw, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, actually, I never saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. But this one I saw on TV because I remember the fucking hearing aid thing is like burned into my yeah. memory. Yeah. It's so weird because I feel like I, I mix this movie up with maybe highlights of the television show. Like, wow. I feel like that's where I, I like, I mixed the even two. I know there was a television show. So, you didn't know there was a television show? Yeah, there was a television show. Yeah. They have cable. Mm-hmm. Oh. There was a Friday 13th <laughs> television show, too. Fucking ridiculous. So I feel like I get those like all mixed up and like with the, is with this movie. I t- I feel like with this one, I saw it when I was younger, and there's specific scenes like you said, you brought up the ear uh death. Mm-hmm. That scene definitely was burned into my memory. And with a lot of these uh Nightmare on Elm Street movies, they have these like kind of iconic scenes in each one. Yeah. I, even though this particular the, one is pretty bad, it's still got those moments that we all remember from yeah. it. When he uh when he jams the uh this is getting ahead, but yeah, that's when scene when he jams the Q tip into the dude's ear. Mm-hmm. It actually made me scared, that's always been scared the, to clean my ears with Q tips. Mm-hmm. That's for, always been like the one well it's not really what kills him, but um that's always been the one that always stands out to me, the yeah. death in this one. Like, I actually didn't remember the, any of the other ones. I didn't remember any of the deaths from this movie when mm-hmm. I watched it again. I was like, I, I, don't I was getting any them, of this shit. I was getting them confused. I'm running together. I'm like, 
I'm thinking of like a death. I'm like, oh, that's from this one. And then I watch it. I'm like, I guess it was from this movie. I don't fucking remember. Did yeah. you say when you'd seen it, Cody, first? Oh, uh, I probably I I don't I saw it when I bought I know I saw it when I bought the box set of the seven films. So you were on older, DVD. yeah, and you were probably younger when I you was saw way the younger. Movie. I actually yeah. the Halloween night is the first time I saw this mm. um, because it was playing on like oh, fucking yeah. Channel Five or Spooky. Channel Ten or something, and like I remember my parents were out back hanging out with some neighbors, and like I like snuck and I put it on the TV and right. like scared the shit out of me, so I turned it off. My grandma let me rent it, so I I saw it. Fucking grandma. Not yeah, it's on my mom's she side. Hate- oh, I, was like, <laughs> I thought it was, I thought it was gonna be on dad's. I was like, damn, she hated Kyle. <laughs> never let him rent anything. Never, never took me to the video store. <laughs> no, we got oh, Uncle, Kyle's we got here? Uncle Ken tapes on yeah. that side. Oh, yeah. oh, Kyle's here to the basement with you, Kyle. To the basement. <laughs> we don't have one. Dig one. <laughs> Dig one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're right. This fucking syrup does get dried down to the bottom. Which reminds me, we did make a drink for uh, this week's episode. Mike did, yeah. Mike Mike threw this little concoction together. It's called the Never Sleep Again after... Uh, nine, ten. You know, nine and ten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's, got a, it's got a good amount of coffee in it. Yeah. Coffee, bourbon, sweet shit. Sweet shit. It's delicious. And like thick, chunky cream. I'm glad you guys you like it. It's a very, it's a very Starbucks-inspired... <laughs> It's a drink. sipping drink. It's a sipping drink because it's like it? it's definitely not like, a shooting drink. That'll make you vomit. Immediately. Yeah, you don't want to drink it fast. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, you don't want anything with cream. It'd be like doing an Irish car it. bomb like really quick. Nope. <laughs> Everybody got Everybody the sweats like, on yeah, that no, one. No, Irish cream would have been a good uh, substitute for the regular cream. Well, next time, or just make yours with Irish cream. There you <laughs> go. Try it out. There you go. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, I guess we should probably figure out what this uh, final nightmare is about. So it's time for Applause with Mike. Well, guys, this stars a man known only as John Doe. He doesn't really have a name, uh, but he is uh, very uh, scared of flying, a la Twilight Zone. In fact, most of this movie kind of starts off kind of ripping off um, some pretty famous scenes in horror. Um, so, yeah, he's uh, he's being kind of tortured. Uh, he's trying to escape the uh, town of Springwood. Um, he tries to get away. Uh, Freddy manages to get him back in there in a very um, weird kind of like interdimensional way. Uh, he ends up back there and he comes across, uh, yeah, he gets picked up by Maggie, who is kind of like a doctor who takes him to this like weird place with all these other guys, which is strangely kind of like the movie we just did. It's a little bit kind of like Friday 13th, you know? Um, so anyways, uh, what they've come across is Freddy is on a rampage yet again. He's trying to kill these kids. Um, and, uh, John Doe thinks he might be the son of Freddy Krueger. And uh, he goes to kind of solve that mystery, and shenanigans ensue. Shenanigans. <laughs> That's pretty accurate for this film. That's and about the bodies right. pile up. All right, guys. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more about Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. <laughs> but I just keep on ticking. <laughs> because they promised me that. They... The dream people, the ones that gave me this job. Dreams, I am forever. Too bad you're not. So this movie, um, you know you're off to a good start when it opens with, with a Nietzsche quote. <laughs> <laughs> Very deep, you know. Followed by another uh, uh, famous, uh, famous philosopher. philosopher. Yeah. yeah, Freddy Krueger himself. Fre- Frederick, <laughs> yeah. Frederick Krueger. Yeah. With welcome to prime time, bitch. <laughs> Fucking a. Yeah, really Dude. classing it up. Sets the tone. I, I just couldn't roll gate. roll further in the back of my head. Like, oh, god, damn. mine did. I thought that too. I was like, no, they, they can't get worse <laughs> than this. And then, like, the fucking like two <laughs> scenes later. Two scenes later, I'm like, you motherfuckers. What's two scenes well, later? We open in the scene with John Doe in a dream, it seems like. Right? He, he's getting he's knocked. On a, he's on a plane. He's getting knocked around from dream to dream. He, yeah, but he's first or he yeah. starts out on a plane, though. He's on a yeah. plane, he's and on then a plane he goes and into it, a and it's the Twilight and it's, Zone ripoff. It's literally, yeah, a yeah, uh, man on a plane or whatever the name of that. 30,000 uh, 30, feet. 30,000 feet of terror yeah, or some yeah. shit, yeah. Um, yeah, it's basically that. He's, like, looking out the, the, the window, and he's looking at the wing and stuff like that. And it's a very familiar scene for anybody that's seen that movie mm. or that, actually, episode. Um, so, yeah, he's freaking out a little bit. And, uh, you know, like, everybody thinks he's all weird. You know something's up. 
You know Freddy's on his way, man. Like you've fucking seen enough of these fucking you films by now. It. You're looking for stripes. You're yeah. looking for somebody you're to like, be wearing what's, what's stripes. Gonna happen? Is, the, is the wing gonna turn into Freddy? <laughs> <laughs> what I what I was confused about with this scene here is that like so he is trying to get away from Elm Street, which Elm Street is located in in Springwood. They make a point to say that it's not the same Elm Street because there's that quote. Yeah. The most famous quote in this might be, there's always an Elm Street in every oh. town or something. Because I was yeah. like confused. I'm like, does does the town where Elm Street's at have a fucking airport and he fucking boarded a plane? Yeah. I'm like, it seems like he didn't get very far to get out of the cause he had to get out of the city limits, I guess, and then Freddie can't get you anymore. Is it a city limit thing? It's not about a limit. It's like not a about a street. Thing? It's not about a street, Kyle. It's about your dreams, and they go with you wherever you go. Yeah. Here's, here's the thing, because this is what, and then this movie just does like the false fucking wake up thing for like nine more times, and like the worst one is yeah. the next one. This is where I rolled, oh, yeah. rolled my eyes so hard, Kyle, that they almost well, fell out the back of my on. fucking head. The transition to the next part of the dream is. When they fly through the ceiling and roof of the airplane, which mm-hmm. I thought was looked really fucking, it I looked it was really ridiculous, cool, but I loved it. Yeah. I was actually like, "Oh my god, that kind of freaked me out for a second. Yeah, and I was you like, know, damn, that's a good effect. And I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, yeah, they're definitely trying to cram in a bunch of like dreams that people commonly have, or nightmares, I should say, that people commonly have, falling airplanes, like all this stuff. Those that- are dreams for me. Yeah, nightmares for me sometimes. <laughs> I've never had the nightmare of the next one where he wakes up in his house and it's falling, and then Freddy Krueger shows up like the fucking you, wicked. Which witch did anybody recognize uh, that from any popular movie? <laughs> <laughs> no, what, what movie? What, no, which one was that where the house is swept up in the tornado? Yeah, and, yeah. anybody? Nobody know that one. No, so, the music cue didn't help either. Dude, <laughs> didn't really help. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yet another, yet another kind of knockoff of a famous scene. It's you know obviously Wizards of Oz, and then he's literally on a fucking broom at one point in time and laughing like goddamn right. maniac. And he shows up and he says, I'll get you and your little soul too. Yep. Like, get yeah. the fuck out of here. <laughs> I was, at that point, I was like, fuck you. Like, a literal yeah. fuck you came out of my mouth. Well, like, what? You're in, that's insulting. At, the, I mean, at I, this point, I'm insulted. I feel like I need to, I need to say because I, in the past, I've said I'm not a fan of like the wild and wacky Freddy. And like, Given that this is a film I saw when I was young, like this is the Freddy I'm not a fan of. Is the wild. Well, but and guys, wacky this kind of started in Dream Child with Welcome to Primetime, bitch. That was, that was Dream Warriors. Dream Warriors. Warriors. I'm sorry, Dream, Dream Warriors. Warriors. Yeah, incorrect. I was picturing Dream Child. Okay, <laughs> I mean but, Dream I mean, Warriors. No one, pictures Dream, no one pictures Dream Child. Chris. Nobody does. That's <laughs> that's how you know I was telling the truth. No, sorry, Dream Warriors. Yeah. Like it kind of started there. Well, mm-hmm. also just to just to give a little back info and and how we're off to a, such a good start with this this movie already is that the reason that our main character's name is John Doe is because he was in a different script and he was supposed to be the child from from Dream Child. But then they scrapped th- that element of it. They started off with one element and then uh uh what's his name wrote another one um Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson yeah. wrote another one, which was actually fucking very cool. Yes, it it's was. this idea of just like that these kids were actually it's it, Freddie becomes the hunted, and uh, he's popping pills, and these kids are popping pills to go fuck him up. Oh shit! Yeah, it's like, like Dream Warriors like, on like on turn, turned yeah. up. Yeah, oh, or awesome Ambien, which is what we said we wanted <laughs> from Dream Warriors. Anyways, yeah, was yeah. more um, of that. now. I don't know. Was is John Doe a representation? Is he kind of a, a morphing of that original script? Well, yeah, he was. Yes, so okay. that character right. was supposed to be like the kid from Dream Child, grown up. This mm. is ten years later because I think this takes place in 1999. It's okay. supposed to, mm. um, and that's was kind of where it was gonna go. And then, and you can even see it in the story because there's this weird scene too. Still in this, this when he's jumping to dream to dream, yeah. Where and it never fucking comes up again. Never comes up again. He goes into a padded room and he sees himself, and he's like, "I, it's me, you idiot, your memory." I get, you know, and like some oh, weird yeah. fucking line about his memory, and then it never comes up they again. Don't address that again, ever again. Huh. About like revealing his memory and having his memory come back to him because of this mystery. I don't know if it's sad that I forgot about that because it was forgettable or because there's so much other ridiculous shit happening that I just didn't have time to remember that. That's both, yeah. So <laughs> I think we can also give a little bit backstory a little bit why this movie is the way it is too because actually this is a thing I kind of want to bring up about this film. Um, so Rachel Talale, like she notoriously was pretty kind of misogynistically abused on this set. Okay. Uh, they basically told her straight up, yeah, you can direct this, but no girly shit, like, is pretty much what they told her. Oh. Like, I don't want to, and no feminist bullshit, and, like, is basically what they told her. And uh, 
so she actually has a pretty good history. She's actually uh, worked a lot with John Waters. Uh, she did kind of more of the uh, kind of past the filth cinema era of John Waters and more. She did. She was the executive producer of uh, Hairspray and Crybaby. Um, so there's a little bit of that aspect that I think maybe you can kind of see in this film. But one of the things that she notoriously said about this film, which is most about the most 90s fucking thing you can ever hear, yeah. is that she she was actually kind of leaning in on the fact that Freddy Krueger had become this fucking lovable fucking child molesting murderer mm -hmm. in Pepsi videos. I mean, he literally had a fucking album this year called Freddy Sings the Hits or some shit like that. I think Freddy, Freddy <laughs> Sings the Hits something. Yeah, what and it's the all fuck? these... Yeah, no, Robert Englund sang all these fucking songs on this album. And <laughs> she was basically like, well, I mean, this is where this is going yeah. uh, after Dream Child. Uh, so she kind of basically said, I'm, I wanted to make a film that was half Freddy Krueger, half Bart Simpson. So um, she was very much, uh, like, none of this, this wasn't like a mistake. Yeah. Like she was very deliberate in saying, all right, well, this is where the franchise goes. And in kind of like, and I don't know, I, I, I don't want to say specifically that this was a John Waters-esque thing to do because it feels like it is to just lean into the marketing and just lean into all that bullshit and just say, well, if you're going to fucking end it, might as well like do it this way, you know? Um, I do think that there's a level of kind of like she was... I don't know if she had animosity or anything like that. I don't want to mm. say that, but I definitely feel like she at least understood the concept that Freddy Krueger had, whoever, the, the love uh, and the fear of Freddy Krueger had lost to the marketing and just making money. They didn't you. give a shit about it anymore. And I think she just got given this job and she said, like, what am I going to do? Go back to one at this point? Like, fuck it. Like, I'm going to double down on this. And it kind of... In a very, like, I don't want to say it's a Josie and the Pussycat situation, but I think it's a very self-conscious situation that she does. Because actually, Rachel Talalay actually has a very, very prestigious career later on in other films, like Tank Girl. Um, oh. She actually is known for directing one of the most revered Doctor Who episodes of all time. Mm. And it's fucking excellent. Mm. Um, I actually have a lot of respect for her as a filmmaker. Um, so to see this film, <laughs> it's kind of like, I, I, I want to think that it's more than just like, I'm a bad filmmaker and I didn't know what the fuck to do. And I just wanted to get a cash in. I think she yeah. really kind of was a little mm. like, well, I got this shitty job, so fuck it. Yeah. You know? Not the worst franchise that you could get picked up to do, honestly. You know, Not this is all. very, like, but, but what's weird about it to me, I mean, hearing all of that is... And again, I'll have to go back and watch Dream Child, but that was a pretty dark one from what I remember. It's Rennie Harlan, dude. Like, it ain't anything fucking... No? Like, yeah, I mean... I thought it had a little more dark elements to look, it. it. It did. It did, with obviously, like, the fucking convent and the, the neon and all that over shit. Over-the-top campiness one-liners, though. Yeah, but they, yeah, they were definitely going in a direction, but this was more about, like, the marketing outside of the fucking yeah, film. Definitely. I mean, this is, like, the albums. They were making toys at this point in time of Freddy Krueger, and actually, parents oh. were actually saying, like, what the fuck? And after a while, this kind kind of marketing actually lost its steam. Like people were they had a bunch of fucking Freddy toys that no one was buying because Ooh, people were all Freddy the fuck out. Like <laughs> too much Freddy. And also I read on the Wikipedia page that they did a mock funeral at Hollywood they did, Cemetery. Yeah, Alice Cooper showed up and fucking <laughs> all these other people showed up. I mean up. so this movie what was a, all what about a horrible, the marketing. What a horrible send off. Back when you promoted well, film, 3D Chris. for Christ's sake, that's a marketing gimmick to its <laughs> core. Like definitely. I mean I could see still why. hasn't worked. I could see why New Line was like was gearing to buy Text Chainsaw Massacre with this around the corner. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like I, it's, it, I, but I feel like this is like a studio exec's wet dream. Like this is like they got everything. It they does wanted feel in like it. that. It fucking feels like that so much. I right? I was saying it earlier, but I was like, it's funny because I was like, this feels like a fucking Warner Brothers film because yeah. I, I have I have a I just don't like. Well, Warner it's funny Brothers. that you even say that because <laughs> I, I've actually heard this film. That they tried to Gremlins to this one. Oh, really? Yeah, mm. very much so. That this was. It's in the movie. It, but but yeah. the, like but it, what I mean to say <laughs> that, see that is that gre like Gremlins two is a very manufactured thing that's right. very self conscious of itself. It's right. not something that is just like oh man, I can't believe it came out this way. It's like no, we're gonna fucking make yeah. this. We're doubling down on our on the campy our bullshit. Main well, really streaming of this yes, franchise. Absolutely. I really would have. I would have really would have preferred Peter Jackson's thing after hearing it yeah. a few minutes ago. Dude, Peter Jackson's <laughs> script been such a better send off. Sounds fucking because, awesome. Because the rough thing about <laughs> this one though is is that is. I don't know if it comes off as a, like a satire, like maybe than it was intended to. Because I mean, 
It comes, off, it comes off as a joke, but it doesn't come off as like an intelligently planned joke. Oh, I know. No, this is definitely made for like fucking 13 year olds. Yeah. yeah. Like the humor in this is dumb. They really hit all the fucking, and they hit all the popular things this time. Like, yeah. I mean, the very fact that they're talking about like relating this to The Simpsons is one thing. I mean, this yeah. is The Simpsons' heyday at this point in time. But on top of that, like, there's a whole goddamn Nintendo episode. Like, oh, thing. my God. Dude. Oh, power they're God. like oh, trying to sell glove, off bitch. on that shit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> there's so many bad fucking things, like the bus thing again. So they bring up the bus again, but it's not even a scary bus. It's no. buses in two. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they bus bring the, comes back. Bus comes back. And they hit, like, they literally hit John Doe with it. And it makes, like, a fucking boing. Like, it yep. makes, like. Yeah, yeah. And he goes through well, he the, goes reality through the reality and it looks like a cutout of yes. like a Roger Rabbit bullshit or something. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I saw that 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 was another one. I was just like, God damn, seriously? All right. Yeah. Then Although right like, out the gate. Like, I'm not gonna lie, like him coming like him if it didn't have the cutout, it would have been a cool concept. Like he got chucked out of that rally and then landed in like daytime in like a weird place, another mm-hmm. place. Like what a cool concept. But because they added the Looney Tunes cutout, it's just kinda like this is this is too stupid. Here's what I've learned from the, these movies, too, as well, from the last two that we've done, is don't stay in a halfway house. It's just not safe, especially if you're a Dude, teenager. I was just thinking about just, it right now. And, like, is that a fucking... Man- that was a thing in the 90s. It's just a maniac. It's a maniac. It's hotbed. It's all the for, kids were on drugs in the 90s, man. You had a the, lot of halfway it's houses. It's where all the killers go looking for their victims. Like, just <laughs> don't fucking go there. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if there's gonna be dream demons, you know. I don't remember that in the rules from Scream, but <laughs> that's a weird thing. It's a rule from Scream. That's yeah. a weird thing that fucking pops. Don't go to a halfway. That's a don't weird. Go halfway. Don't go to a halfway. <laughs> and don't you dare go to a halfway house. That's the worst place you can go. You might be right back, but not if you're at a halfway house. I'm gonna say his name wrong. Yafet is it Yafet Koto? Yeah, from Alien and yeah, he plays Doc in this. Yeah, right? I fucking love him. He's like he, he actually has the interesting part in this movie. Like the guy who's into like the dream. Oh, into demons. the dream stuff. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I he was the best character in this movie. He was the he one is. that seemed the most like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. He's definitely like well, Yeah, a, he feels like Kincaid from um four. From three. Is it three or four? It's three. Okay. Yeah. Can't remember. God, dude, you really hate fucking. No, I thought three. I thought Lord Larry Fishburne was in three. Larry Fishburne is in three. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Fat Koto, man, he's a he's a like a eighties mainstay man. He dude, was he was so cool in this. Great, I love it. Like he films. was like although uh, you gotta use a, your dream power. They had to like fucking ruin it though. I mean, it's just like, and he had and, like, cause he hands her like a pair of three red and blue 3D glasses. Like, these are something different in your dream. It's just that, like, come on. No, that uh, was to cue uh, the audience to I put on their glasses. I know it was Kyle. to yeah. cue yeah. it, but like, God, you could have delivered it a different it. way. You know what's fucking funny about this? And only because it's just so goddamn like poignant at this point in time since it just happened but like I think about like Scorsese talking about how all the Marvel movies are theme parks and I was watching this and I was like yeah this is like a theme park but like a really bad Six Flags yeah <laughs> like oh, that's guys a- <laughs> I'm so sorry but we were all right about Kincaid because he was in three and four. Oh, <laughs> nice <laughs> there we go sorry I didn't want that to go on un- <laughs> un- uh, you know I-, I wanted to seal that one down <laughs> Okay, thank you, Chris, for research. It's like Six Flags if, like, they cut the budget for their Halloween. Yeah, it's like the state fair. <laughs> well, we're already... It's a state fair situation. Or, like, a shitty a, sh- a shitty haunted house that pops I up. I feel like we're already yeah. doing... Is the town fair? They got a lot of big budget for that. <laughs> Gotta get the Ferris wheel in there, and then the goats, and then um, petting zoo. Fucking just riffing on state fair over there. There you go. Dude, I was... Because I, I thought... No, I, when they pulled up, I was like, yeah, that looks pretty shanty. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty shanty. Oh, you're you're jumping ahead to the state fair sorry, scene sorry, in this movie. We were talking yeah. about this movie feeling like a shitty amusement park. <laughs> Is this movie shanty? Yeah. So I uh, shanty. I gotta say, that out of um all of uh, out of all the nightmares, this cast is hands down my least favorite of all the casts. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. Like, I mean, even it's... character arc, like even character types, like you got Brecken Meyer. First Breckenmeyer role. There's He's no the arc. stoner. There's no arc. You got the tough girl, and then you got the deaf kid. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like they like kind of were trying to recapture a little bit of like what you had in three with the Dream yeah. Warriors because yeah, they had definitely, very especially similar, yeah, characters with the kung fu girl who yeah. like fucking beating the shit the, out of Freddie. The kid who plays uh, John Doe mm-hmm. should, in my opinion, this is just my this is just my. I'm not a professional. <laughs> And by any means, but in my opinion, should never act again. 
And <laughs> I don't think he ever did. Because it's, I mean, it is cringeworthy. Did he ever? I don't think he did. He, I mean, did, he did a couple, like, he did Newsies after this, and then, like, some. He was in Newsies? If you wanna, oh, fuck that, dude. Talk Newsies, shit on bro. Sean Greenblatt like that, I guess. Yeah. Dude. Sean uh, spelled S H O N, which I think is really funny. Sean? Maybe it's Sean Greenblatt. Sean Greenblatt. No, I think it's Sean, but. It's not Sean enough. It's he's cool. Sean enough. <laughs> I mean, he's, like, he's, he's hard, terrible. He's hard to watch in this movie, man. He's terrible. His performances are. Hair. Like, oh, <laughs> I think the hair bugs you the most, the maybe about no, it. No, the hair. His performance he felt is awful. Listen, he felt to me very Friday the Thirteenth Part Five. Tommy Jarvis. No. Yes. I felt Tommy uh, Jarvis Friday the Thirteenth no, Part Five. On I him. With that. No, I felt t- Part Five. Tommy Jarvis is way better actor than this guy. Yes, agreed. Know. Better actor for sure, especially when he first meets. The doctor, Dr. Maggie Burroughs. Oh, no. When she comes in and he's having his little tantrum and he sits down in the chair and starts talking to her, I'm like, this is the worst fucking acting I've ever uh, seen when in my he's, life. When he like grabs a chair and like slams it down, trying to be like yeah. all pissed and it's just like, come on, dude, Horrible. that's terrible. When he turned it up a notch, I feel like it worked. But when he played angry in the beginning and was like kind turned of- Turned up what a notch? Like a little bit later on when he gets I, more I actually don't active. have a problem with it just because I've seen this acting style. I think this like permeates a lot of the 90s films. That is true. I think this is like a that, very Edward Furlong go. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's kind of what sure. I, was, I said before we started recording. It was like, I feel like you watch this movie and it's like- the 90s just vomited all over yeah, it. It's and like, it's uh, everything. Like, it's the joke. It's, it's the acting performances. It's, like, the, the cliches, effects. the effects, like, all that stuff. Yeah, like, it was cool back in the 90s to just be, like, some wayward kid just wandering around, like, in fucking flannel in something. flannel and, like, a bowl cut, like, in that <laughs> penis haircut yeah. that everybody fucking had. Shaved, shaved on the underneath. That yeah. was a hot look, man. Like, I had fucking, a bowl cut. That made panties drop. I had a bowl cut. We all grew up in the 90s. We all had this yeah. look. So, so when we get to the halfway house, we meet these we meet these other kids just to get kind of get into them. The one that worries me the most though is is Breckin Meyer's character. Just did anyone pick up on the weird shit he said to his dad? Yeah, that was like where a he song. was like, I don't want to be his dad. He's like, I don't want to be like you, dad. I don't want to be raping co-eds. Chris. I think he was ba- wait because raping co-eds. I, I, I under- didn't as I under- wasn't his father like a professor or some shit yeah. or something like that. Yeah. I think his what he's saying is that he was like... having an affair with oh. his students. I don't know what he's saying. He was. I he mean, was not just running around, just yeah. picking them off one. I think by that one. was just him being angry at the fact that his father cheated on his mom. I'm like, see something, say something. What? I mean, <laughs> definitely. Did we but. think this dad was a nice guy or anything? No, he came up as a dick. Listen, you don't end up in a fucking halfway house because you have a great family and everything's going awesome, on well. Yeah. <laughs> your dad's not a but nice Brec- guy. It's either your dad's cheating on your mom with his co-ed fucking students, or it's Freddy Krueger. That's yeah. like the two options. Brick that you have. was like the rich kid of the group. You know what I mean? He was yep. the rich one. Yeah. Then you had uh, I keep on forgetting the deaf kid's name. Yeah, his uh, name's Spencer. Or no, Spencer no. was Brecken. And then we have Carlos, which Carlos. is Frankie. Yes, yeah. thank you. Who is my favorite of the three. I did like him the most, and I felt like of all of them, well, I don't know. I do feel like his, because all, well, okay, his dream at least, I think, feel like touched on something darker. With his like upbringing, the mom, the mom it, beating him. Yeah. yeah, it definitely was like, trying. So, well, to... Tracy's is pretty dark too. Tracy's is yeah. also dark. The oh, only one we don't get is Spencer. He gets a fucking well, video game. Yeah, because his shit. Because and, and it's his dad. Be like me. Be yeah. like me. It's, just it's like, all abusive parents, which is a theme in Nightmare on Elm but Street. I feel that like that shit is uh, Tracy though. Like shitty Buffy is fucking <laughs> shitty oh, Buffy. Shitty yeah, Buffy is uh, just again like not a fan of like she's just too brooding. It's just not too unlikable. Not a really well written character. Like mm. none of them are though. None of them have really had. Everybody was brooding and fucking weird, except for Tom you Arnold. know Maggie or except whatever. For her name Tom is. Arnold. Tom Arnold. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Except for Tom Arnold and Roseanne Barr. Like, and if that couldn't hit like peak nineties too again, man. <laughs> Dude, like, seriously, right? it was just like, like they said, really do vomit. hit it. What a weird thing. Like, <laughs> what a weird, what a weird. Like, let's take the story to Freddy's hometown, and. Not only are we going to take it to his hometown, but we're also going to have it to where Freddy has killed all the children in this hometown, so no mm-hmm. one's having children. Yet, there's no... There's no news report. There's no... Yeah, like this like, town's this sealed town off from the fucking world. world from, somehow. Like, no, was, it it has like... You know, even the beginning kind of feels like when they're explaining it all, mm-hmm. like, it feels like... Like the beginning of like Escape from New York, like it almost seems like it gets you have this like weird post apocalyptic like version of like what this town Small is like. Town USA. Like all the kids <laughs> have died in this town and no one gives a shit. <laughs> yeah, and they it, left it, it isolated for yeah. fucking criminals they really and Roseanne don't stick Barr. To that. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> I mean, they don't, yeah, they don't play up the fact that it's a tragedy that people yeah. are randomly, mysteriously Very dying. Weird. I thought it had, I thought it was supposed to be taking place in the future when I first well, kind of like saw it. And it's like, I'll tell you a tragedy in this film is watching, is watching the three kids drive in a loop in a van for fucking 20 minutes. Did that get old for anyone? Like, no, holy no, shit. I love watching can, van. Can, I, my I favorite scene. <laughs> they keep passing the fucking statue. It's like, Oh, we get it. You can't get out. Why does each person need to take Gotta eat turns? Up time, Kyle? Well, and that's too, what it felt like. Like when whoa. you're watching this movie, when you're watching this movie, the first half, the first half of it, except for the, like I would say the last quarter of the film, the 3D part, yeah, like the first half I'm watching, I'm like, where the fuck did this 11 million dollar budget go? And then the 3D happens at the end, and I'm like, okay, that's where it went because I'm like, did they just shoot them going in the circle? Because it's just that corner, yeah, of them turning that corner and pulling up against the statue like three fucking times, Dude, and you're like, like four or five. Times is that, that the happens. only like? And it's definitely a set. It's that. It's definitely on a lot. Oh, that's total, it looks that's like totally yeah. a fucking lot. Yeah, yeah, it, facades up there. Yeah, it's like it's just there's ugh. like nothing behind those buildings. <laughs> yeah, and they look hollow and cheap. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what is this fucking pioneer village up it's in like here? Fucking Toontown at Disneyland. Yeah. Chris, there's no like, kids anymore. Fuck? You don't put money into building and construction anymore. That's true. Going back to Carlos's character though, one thing I kind of like about the. Um, I guess I may they probably do it in other films too, but I specifically remember in the Nightmare on Elm Street series is they do play up on characters like weaknesses, physical weaknesses, right. handicaps. They kind of touch you on, like in that way. Well, I feel like they did the same thing in in Dream Warriors. Like yeah, there did. was the girl that had the drug at, drug addiction, so she dies in a drug the addiction cutter. way. And the cutter, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like well, I feel like that's kind of they, going back to that. As the series gets older, like it definitely takes like a, a body horror kind of turn like for the nightmare on elm streets especially like freddy because then you, you start getting yeah, like I think five mm, had a lot of that you it? get like the faces coming out of him and yeah. his chest yeah, and I stuff like that. that like when he turned into a like a thing of meatballs well, he, turned into the, <laughs> to the snake, he turned into a giant snake thing <laughs> trying to Chef eat him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. i don't know this in this makeup for freddy which is a returning makeup artist i can't remember which one it is i think it was from it was uh dream warriors yeah it was, was it from dream warriors I think it was. Oh God, what was his name? He's done a few of the films that we've reviewed. But, like, I'm not a big fan of this makeup in this one. Like, it seems um, it does seem like plastic Halloween mask. Like, it was very easy to apply. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. still think I still think the makeup in one is the best. It looks the most like legitimately charred skin. Yeah, and it looks terrifying. And he's got he has a lot of um, sharper uh, features on his face in the first one. Like his nose really comes to a fucking point, and so does his jawline and his chin, and I think that makes him look more menacing. This one, it just looks looks puffy. He looks puffy. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, I agree. Puffy. Yeah, I always felt almost like the skin looked too glazed over, too glossy. It's very rubbery. It, does. it, does. it, it looks wet. Yeah. It looks, yeah, it looks. It looks rubbery. Yeah. Too wet. Too wet. Too wet. <laughs> Charred skin would not get that wet. This is where we know, this is why the makeup is really bad. It's because of John Carl Buchler. Does anybody remember that from such hits as fucking Troll and Friday the 13th and New Blood and like all the Charles Ooh, Band New fucking Blood? movies, oh. like Ghoulies and shit. Oh, okay. He did all those movies. That's why this looks kind of familiar. Looks a little cartoony. <laughs> Just a little, just think, a little. Uh, dude, again, I think that's 100% the tone they were going for was... was was. Oh, definitely. WB, I mean, Looney Tunes. Dream Child has makeup look pretty fucking good. So, I don't know. It, it would be interesting to go do a side-by-side comparison and see which one. Ha- but this one, noticeably mm-hmm. cheap-looking. Or not cheap, but too glossy. Not not fleshy, not burned, not realistic right. at all. It just looks like a rubber Oh, mask. Garbage Pail Kids. Didn't he do Garbage Pail Kids? Jesus Christ. That's where I know it from. <laughs> we got, the, got the hits, guys. He's just he, he's right. just dropping the hits. I it forgot does, about It does that. look like, yeah. He directed Garbage Pail Kids. Oh, my God. That's right. That's ridiculous. Hit so after hit. So the kids, they, they circle the town square for, like, what feels like an eternity, and then they decide, hey, you know what? We're all kind of tired. Let's fucking go find a, a vacant house to sleep in, and they make their way into... The just kick their way the original, into somebody's house. original house, right? Yeah, somehow it goes back to the original house. Uh, well, no, they walk into a house and then it transforms, which is kind of cool, actually, to see it blow out and turn into the Elm Street house. It was cool. I wish they did something more with the fire on the mailbox other than the mailbox just tur- catching on fire, like if it had, like, churned into something while it was burning. But, mm-hmm. you know, I'm Dealing just, I'm just model nitpicking work and stuff at this here. point. He's really just nitpicking at this point because... <laughs> 
movie's fantastic. It's really good. <laughs> yeah. No, and this is where Carlos decides he's going to go take a, 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 a sleep in the bed upstairs. He's tired. Yeah, he's tired. He's going to go sleep Yeah, this upstairs. is where we get all three of their dreams. They they all, all three of them go into their, we get to see like the actual dreams that and, Freddy haunts And Carlos is, is the best. He, his mom's there. She abuses him. She sticks to it, as we talked about earlier. She sticks the Q-tip in his ear, which is a pretty cool effect. Yanks the whole fucking eardrum out, which was like, uh, made me cringe. Well, just like, oh. that whole scene, the way they play it out, it's so excruciating because it did. They they did linger on it going in and then yeah. coming out with shit on the end of it, and yeah. you already feel bad for this kid. He's deaf. Well, you know? then, then that's when my favorite like effect part comes up, and that's just the sound design that they did when he was yes. in the in the boiler room. I was just about to bring that up, like the fact that they kind of like owned it and made the entire like yeah. soundscape turn into this like very very. Quiet and like super muffled Which, and low yeah. sounds. And... Could have been really terrifying, but then they had to shit all over it with Freddy uh, sneaking up behind them and oh, doing and, and, stupid oh, shit oh, oh, and breaking the fourth wall, looking at the camera like, <laughs> like, yeah, like, come on, yeah, tiptoeing around the boiler room. So fucking again, man. I was just like, God damn you. Well, this is I think the point where again parents are probably taking their kids to see this movie, like they're maybe preteens to see this movie. Hey, Mike and, was there. Yeah, and yes, it was there. That was me. <laughs> and it's like now it's time to be fun and silly for the whole family. Freddie's a household name, you know. Think and about so, that for a moment. We're being fun and silly. This guy as he's sneaking up behind someone who's about, he's about to murder. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> you yeah. know, good old fun. Serial killers <laughs> are a popular subject, Kyle. <laughs> it's fucking weird. It is weird. Uh, but yeah, then we get uh, then we get Spencer's like sick ass fucking dream where he's in a, a Nintendo, Dude. which I couldn't stand. Oh man, but th- that's one that of the worst. Of- I think that's one of the worst deaths in the, fr- the, uh, the cheesiness of it made it fun to watch. Can I just say though? Yeah, I just kind of feel like also like though that, like this would have been cool when I watched it. Like yeah, when I was a definitely. kid, like fucking you, Nintendo man, good graphics. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it does not age well at all. And no, Cody's right. This is probably the worst fucking death in like the whole series. <laughs> it's literally for the kids. I mean, this... how does he even die? I don't even remember how he dies. He, he flies. Th- yeah. No, he comes out of it. He doesn't die in the video. No, game. he comes out of it. Yeah, yeah. That's how, how does ba- he die? He flies through like the window or something and comes back into the room. That's part of the video game. He's getting thrown yeah. around the thrown around the whole house. He's like, getting thrown through different doors and, yeah, and how rooms. Does and... he like straight up die though? Power glove. What do they do with it? The, what does he do with it? Doesn't he though? push him off the edge of something, actually? Yeah. Doesn't he oh, just I think fall? you're right. He just, yeah. Oh, he falls on a bed of nails that That's go through it. his That's chest. right, yeah. He hits it, and then all he sees is the fucking po- the holes. The Which holes was a cool pop. effect. Those are cool effects. I'll give him that. Uh, what's the one I was... Uh, you? What was the other one that you just reminded me of? There's another death in here that you just reminded me of. I did? I was like, yeah. No. <laughs> well, how does John Doe die? John Doe dies. He gets, he gets he gets dropped from the. Oh, John Doe's the, He's one, the one that, that gets, gets the nails. The nails. Yeah, because he gets because Freddie cuts the parachute. Right, and then that's when he reveals. How the fuck does Spencer die? <laughs> I do not know how fucking Spencer dies. <laughs> so memorable, guys. I've seen this film like eight, like four <laughs> times. After the fact. No that's fucking... not. We're not even at. Spe- I don't think Spencer's death at this point. Oh, we were talking about all the dreams that were in. So we we're talking about Spencer's. Dream we were just running through it... the four deaths in this film. Yeah, Spencer's <laughs> still asleep. Yeah. I think you could be jumping ahead with only four bodies that yeah, go down. Yeah, that's true. Kill count is low on this one. Gotta save it for that fucking 3D ending, bro. Yep. The fucking monkey bone ending. Gotta, <laughs> Gotta have that twist ending, bro. But let's let's talk about the twist, right? Yeah. It's the dumbest fucking twist ever. Actually, I am gonna disagree with you. I do not think that is a dumb twist. I think that is the best part of this fucking movie. Yeah, but you could see it coming a mile away. That's what you I meant. can, you can, because he doesn't really, they don't, they don't give him a name, and it just seems so obvious, and you know what? What would be the point? The like, twist, and being... the secret is you're right. No, the, the, twi- <laughs> the twist. The twist being right. that, that the the doctor. Um, what's her name? Doctor <laughs> Maggie. Maggie. Maggie Burrows. Doctor Burrows. Maggie is actually the daughter of Fred Krueger. The, the twist is that after five movies, Freddy Krueger needs another intro, like another fucking origin story. <laughs> That's the twist. Yep. We need to see it in, more... in, the, in the last movie he's doing. Let's give him another fucking origin yeah, story. Yeah, we need to see a 1950s style Fred Krueger, you know, hanging out in the in the green, like, the colorful like, how, garden. <laughs> here's what I, like, here, so how does this go, right? Okay, so are they assuming that, okay, like, this is Freddy back at his house, he has a family, mm-hmm. um, he's just starting to, to like, really 
really like come into a psychotic tendency. Yes. I don't think so. I think it's, he's well into it from I, I, what you the, see in the that way, room. The way he's I fucking was, around with kids. The way the way that I looked at it was like they treated him the same thing, same way they would treat like a like a lot of like common serial killers. Like like um, you know what I mean? Like he's got a family, he's got a normal life, and then right. he's got a secret room where he does things, and he's been doing these things. Right, I but think. then he murders his wife. Yeah, because she found it. Yeah, you got she to. finds it. Uh, the girl runs away, and then I might assume that he goes to the other Elm Street, and that's where the fi- the the parents of all the kids burn him alive. Yeah, that's where I got lost. <laughs> yeah, like does he <laughs> no move? Idea. Like I gotta get to another well, Elm t- Street. They took his somehow <laughs> yeah. his kid got away. They must from have taken him. the kid well, away. Well, the kid kid ran to uh, I think the next door neighbor. And then so then, like the police right? are out looking for fucking the child killer with all the children That's and fucking glass like, jars in his uh, garage. <laughs> Maybe this didn't happen on Elm Street. This this flashback. no, it happened. It happened in Ohio. Yeah. Oh, that's right. We're in Ohio. That, that's what I'm trying to figure out. So he moved to Elm so Street. So he moves to Elm Street, doesn't change his name, just goes, you know, with yeah. Freddy Krueger because that's out, a name yeah. that's forgettable. And like, picks up where he what? left like, off. Like, just picks up right where he left yeah. off, and the well, parents just well, fucking say, child fuck murderer it, let's always, I guess. Now he can do it without his pesky family getting in the way. Yeah. yeah but I'm just like, how does he get away from pesky the police? It's, this is not like, you know, this is 19, the 1800s. This is, not, this is 1950s, like, law enforcement. There wasn't, they didn't not have even, CSI. Like, we can't get this Freddy Krueger. He's you, out of our jurisdiction. The law enforcement <laughs> in, this, in this movie is just, uh, think about it. There's a whole town with murdered children, and they have not shown up to solve this mystery. <laughs> Oh yeah, this is a really this weird. It's just a really weird situation. That's I mean, it doesn't like, really make a lot of sense. So nope. wh- whoever wrote like this had to go through so many fucking drafts. They were just like, we gotta, we gotta start shooting. Yeah, at least, at least two, <laughs> at least two that we know of. Like we can't just, we can't just keep writing this movie, guys. We gotta start shooting this yeah. thing. Just shoot what we got. But then we got Doc, right? And he discovers that Freddy, um, he he can basically be defeated. Yeah, he discovers that because Doc goes into, he's doing one of his own dream therapy sessions, and Freddy comes into that dream, and he pulls a piece out just like, call back to every single other one I did. Yeah, one. A piece of fabric in the hand. Yeah, oh, piece of fabric she pulls out. Freddy out in one. In well, one. in one she That's does true. for sure. That's I don't true. know if they, does. they don't do it in the other ones, right? Uh, I think one is the only one I she think, pulls him into the real world. Okay. Do I thought Dream Warriors I think had that Dream going Warriors. on as well. Yeah. Do they pull him into the real world? We don't know. Let's not speculate. <laughs> <Anyway. All right. laughs> um, but yeah, th- he discovers he could pull him out, so then he's got this whole like uh, dream device where it like I don't know was it like shocking him in some way to wake him up or something? Like it was he was hooked up to electrodes. And it was going off, so he knew when to get out of there. But it was a way so he could tell when he, when he was experiencing like the moment where he's he had him because like his heart rate would spike it's, up. He knew when he got yeah. in REM sleep. Yeah, <laughs> it's a REM machine. <laughs> the REM. It's a, it's a movie's all about REM and how to achieve REM. Yeah. So, but they decide they're gonna go into the dream world and yeah. try to get Freddy. Yep. Maggie goes in, right? Point. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Maggie decides. Because she needs to, she found out now that this is her father. Right. And she, her name was changed when she was and a And she knows kid. that he won't kill her mm-hmm. based on that, pretty much. Oh, yeah. There's like a whole scene when she goes to her mom's house and like finds the adoption paperwork, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. There's all these like random scenes that are so forgettable. A lot of random scenes. <laughs> Dude, so, yeah, she goes into the dream and this is when we get our 3D glasses. And if yeah. we, if we, if, the, if we all had those glasses and were watching the 3D version, it might have been a more entertaining I watched film. the 2D version. As did I. And let me tell you, holy crap, did it feel like I was on a roller coaster ride, <laughs> Kyle. Mm-hmm. Immersion. It was de- if, it, if this came out with the fucking seats that move that they got now in theaters, whoo! They got moving seats in theaters? Yeah. But here's the thing. This is where we start getting a lot of effects because she enters Freddy's mind and his brain, and I actually I liked, liked this. this. I liked this scene actually. A lot. This is this is this is the coup de gr- like. This is what they were trying to get to in this film. Yeah, like it's very clear that like all this other bullshit that we've been going through is like whatever. But like somebody said, you know what we need? We need to fucking end this with a bang. Yeah, and that's what they. I mean, that's what they kind of do. I, I liked it a lot. I liked the uh, I liked the set design for like. Like that weird hallway. Although I thought it was kind of stupid that she had to like solve a puzzle to get the door to open. Right. Yeah, like, a lot of dumbass it's like, shit. It's, uh, obviously, I play Resident Evil right now. Legend, I was saying, obviously, the hidden played, temple uh, over here. <laughs> that was like Resident Evil. Like the electric. <laughs> I got to turn off the power grid so I can touch the door handle. I was saying, obviously, you've never played uh, Silent Hill. <laughs> <laughs> I have. Yeah. That's like every Resident Evil game. That's yeah. like every. You can't yeah. just get into a door. You got to fucking. Yeah. 
have to turn the power grid off. You have to turn the power grid <laughs> off, and then of course, obviously, do a tile yes. puzzle to get in there, and probably move and a box. Play, play Moonlight Sonata on yeah. a piano yes, somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere. <laughs> Unless you have the power there. glove, which in that case <laughs> you, you forgot about the power glove, bitch. <laughs> and this is the one where you could totally tell, like they overdo the word bitch a lot. Like oh, they make man. fun of it in Rick it and Morty. It worked before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I'm scary, Jerry, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> scary Terry, but we'll, scary go, Terry, we'll Terry. go scary Scary Jerry. Scary, scary Jerry's Jerry. the father. That's what happens. In the <laughs> I never watched Season that four, show. it's coming out. Season four. I can't scary. wait for Scary Jerry. Yeah, scary Jerry. Scary Terry. That's, that's kind of funny. Revenge. Scary Jerry. Jerry becomes the next scary. That'd be fucking awesome. That's actually a really good idea. I hope, they, I hope they're listening go. to us. Thank let's you, job, Adult Chris. Swim. All right, guys, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more about Freddy's dead. But you let me live. Only long enough for you to bring me back my daughter. Your daughter? And now she's going to take me to a whole new playground. No! back we're talking about freddy's dead the final nightmare which it's not two more films after this <laughs> uh, well one is like fucking not really one right what? i mean new nightmare is kind of more like, like oh, a meta. i'd say that's oh, yeah. definitely a freddy movie no though it's kind of no, no, no it is i'm it not is. saying it isn't i'm it's just saying that it, of, it doesn't like, exist in that it's world it's not right? part of the canon yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. where where yeah, yeah. Uh, freddy versus jason is part of the canon is it yeah it falls in that. So yeah, I guess. It but falls, is is it is it a Friday the Thirteenth movie or a Nightmare on Elm Street movie? It's both. It's, it's I would say question. actually it's a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. That is a Nightmare on Elm Street movie because it's yeah. all focused around Freddy, Freddy. just that is using true. Jason. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I remember yeah. that now. Yeah, it is all evolves around Freddy. That's true. Yeah, that's a Nightmare on Elm Street. That's movie. why it's Freddy versus Jason, not Jason versus Freddy. That's like Freddy. the true sequel to this film, I think. But. Right, that would be like yeah. the true sequel. Yeah, doesn't he start off like in hell or something in that yeah, movie? Yeah, he's in hell in that movie. Well, because that that picks off from Jason goes to hell. This right, the two worst. Fu- they just they made a good sequel yeah. in Freddy vs. Jason off the two worst fucking sequels. <laughs> yeah, in my opinion. Although I haven't seen Freddy vs. Jason in like a long time. There's a lot of heavy metal guitars, dude. Freddy vs. Jason has it's very two thousands. Yeah, it's very two thousands, and it ages that way. Um, but it's still fun. All right, like I'll have when to check it picks it out. up, when it picks up, it is when it gets fun. You can find some good things about it. So Freddy's dead, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Back to the final nightmare. Yeah. So the uh, final disaster. She puts. We. I think we left off on the 3D glasses. Put um, that yeah, on. She, right? she yeah. She. She had just solved the riddle to open the doorway into his memories, and yes. then we are hit with a series of flashbacks of Freddy's. Freddy's childhood, childhood and mm-hmm. upbringing. That's where he kills the fucking rodent in the classroom. Every you know, every yeah. young serial killer must uh, torture or kill an animal. Must torture. Alice Cooper needs to be their father with yeah. a belt. With a belt, <laughs> beat him. That's another scene I remember from being a kid. Is Alice Cooper with a belt? Well, I think it's it's on the box art. It's on the I back. I think I read powerful stuff that this was. Alice Cooper Marketing. took this role just because he was like, able to do it without his makeup on because every other director wanted him to keep his makeup on e- even though he wasn't playing Alice Cooper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so fucking He's playing weird. Freddy's dad. Yeah. He's like, John Carpenter's like, I want you to fucking be a homeless guy, but like Alice Cooper yeah. homeless. Put eyeliner on, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put that fucking Can you do the guillotine on. thing as well? <laughs> yeah. We get you know, that in can here. You wheel that in yeah, off the tour bus. Yeah. I know. I know you don't play it, but can you like hold a guitar? <laughs> can you just hold a guitar. What are you doing? How about a snake? Can we get a snake somewhere in the shot? Snakeskin boots, maybe. You're a homeless person, but your band's still here. <laughs> <laughs> You're a homeless person with a backing band. Go. <laughs> Yeah, and you know what though? The whole time when when Alice Cooper shows up in this movie, I I just went, is that Alice Cooper? And then I was so I just missed his whole part because I was just like he's just, trying to figure out if that was Alice Cooper the whole time. He's a, yeah. dr- he's a drunk father who's just who you know who feels like it now. It's time to get your medicine, which is just another beating with the belt. That one's not even like the disturbing father relationship in this one. Like like Tracy definitely has it the worst with the dad dreams and then there's yeah, flashbacks. Those are f- that that one's like fucked up. That Freer. one's real fuck. Yeah, real fucked up. And like Freddy's, you're like, okay, you got beat with a belt. Like you weren't being diddled. Like his, like <laughs> like Tracy was Jesus. like. Right. You know what I mean? Like. 
terrifying. I, I, I'm just saying, like they they tried to go off on like this is why Freddy's so bad. And you're like these other kids who are not killing everyone. <laughs> That's the thing. Had like, it pretty fucking bad. It doesn't actually explain why he's fucked up. It just shows him. <laughs> Killing an animal with a hammer yeah. in class as a child and then getting beat by his father. That's what I mean. Like, they try He's to pull. He's like cutting himself, anyways, and giving himself pain. They so. try to pull, like, the sympathy card on yeah. it. And they do, like, a fucking terrible job on it. <laughs> it's just real weird. Yeah, I it's just... a real lifetime movie. Yeah, and giving him a daughter and make... that kind of makes it soft a little bit in a weird way. Yeah, it makes it seem like he loved someone. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. Th- he met this woman, and was he just like, yeah, like sex? Choke, choked or was he just like, I death. love you, but like only if you find my secret, then I kill you. Yeah. I didn't understand like the whole like, thing. What a fucking guy who has like a yard that looks like that choke his wife out in the Probably. public? Yeah, absolutely. Probably. That's what he, that's you know how hard it is you to keep a yard more, that nice. She listen to more true crime. Put anyone. <laughs> that's how it goes down in the garden. You yeah, they, they got a nice yard. Every they're time. Mur- yeah. if, if they're if they're winning the yard the 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 neighborhood's yard yeah, award. Yeah. 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 See, Chris has been watching too much Burbs where the people with the bad yard kill Here, people. Wouldn't that See, be funny if a... that was a thing on fucking like true crime TV where the thing was just like, and again, we checked the garden because every well-tended <laughs> garden has a body in it. <laughs> One thing I'll say about the, fertilizer. these scenes, though, with Robert England is I didn't really know what Freddie looked like without makeup on when I saw this movie originally. So this was kind of my introduction mm. to, oh, this yeah. is what the guy looks like that plays actually plays him. Mm-hmm. But again, like I just don't like this part because I'm like, do I really need another origin story no. for this character and I don't. The best origin story in the is, 90s is, did you? I no, don't the know. best origin story in this whole series is Nancy's mom telling her about it and handing yeah. her the glove and it's just like cool now I got everything I need to know now. This is great. Yeah, I didn't need to know he had a daughter and a fucking Also like he never jar, like mentioned like it to doesn't collection. add anything to it really. No. No, it does, it's just a, it's the way to get the fucking end in. Yeah. So then the end is the end is yeah. Then how does uh, Freddy die? She she pulls him out of the dream world, and then they're back in the uh, the halfway house, and they make their way down to the basement where they keep every makeshift weapon that apparently all these kids have been have been making all over the years. Because in every '90s movie, you have to have an arsenal of weapons yeah, there's somewhere. Like a, there's a weapon closet. <laughs> you can, if you're not cashing on that Home Alone shit right now, yeah, or Terminator, <laughs> or any of that movie. shit, like uh, Terminator Two, yeah, Terminator Two, like <laughs> you, you had a weapon cache, fucking. Tra- Whatever it may be, you gotta have a room full of weapons. Absolutely. And yeah, it's all these makeshift like shivs and shit. And yeah. uh, they basically, um, they she gets trapped behind a, 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 a cage, which none of the weapons are in this caged room, which is apparently really hard to unlock, but she gets trapped behind it. And then she like, yeah, <laughs> shitty Sonya Blade, I think uh, Cody said. And she goes like full <laughs> martial arts and has all these like weapons and she's throwing knives and throw, of pipe course, bombs. throwing stars. Every fucking nice movie's got to have oh, a yeah. goddamn throwing star. Yeah, and a pipe bomb because that's what a teenager would make. Yeah, when they, when they held oh up, like, look, God. I found a pipe bomb. It's like, when did he have the time <laughs> to get these materials together? And not only that, but like, it's a joke that like doesn't like fucking age well. <laughs> like in like a pose fucking 9 11 world. <laughs> Like, I really was just like, dude, that would get you fucked by the FBI right now. <laughs> That's not like no a thing way you you're try making out. a fucking yeah. pipe bomb. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I don't even remember what she says, but I think she, she says Happy a... Father's Day. Oh, yeah. She, oh, my God. That's the line. And uh, was she... it Father's Day, though? Yeah. yeah Happy Father's Day. No, she it stabbed. wasn't actually. <laughs> it was not actually. Was it actually Father's Day? No, it's just no. clever, Cody. Oh. That's all it was. Yeah, she basically oh. gets his claws. She <laughs> she guts him with his claws, with his own claws, claws. With his and own then shoves weapon. a fucking pipe bomb in the wound, right? Yep. 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 Okay, cool. I'm remembering Blows stuff. Blows him up. And here's yeah. the thing, though, is like, like so Nancy's done the same thing, right? Pulled him out in the real world and kill him. So mm-hmm. why is this one finalized and Nancy's it's his wasn't? Blood that did it. Is that a rule that this? I'm is making that rule, rule up. And that's what I didn't that, get that, with that, this. That is the weakness three is his fly own out. glove. And then it's just yeah, it's yeah. just like a confident Which, kind of like. Yeah, how come okay. the demons finally flew out this time? Because the pipe bomb. I don't fucking because yeah. he got stabbed know. with his own glove. Is there something weird like you're turning well, he's evil never been, on itself? Well, he's never been Whoa, blown up Chris. before in the real world, right? He's never been like blown up and I think disintegrated. He's been everything. I don't. Yeah, I she like... had a fuck. Nancy had a bomb in the goddamn light. Wasn't he on yeah, fire like... <laughs> on the bed with the mom? Somebody has to have stabbed Freddy Krueger with his own glove in another movie. Maybe, uh, but I just think he's never in, been hit with a pipe bomb. Happens in Freddy vs. Jason, and he does not die forever. Okay, there we go. Yeah, I don't think Jason stabs him with then. his own goddamn glove. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, here's the thing. Like, you know what? Pipe bomb is like the weapon of choice against 
you know, your dream demons. It's the cool weapon that. of the 90s. It is. Just remember is that cool. when you're having a nightmare, just think pipe bomb, you'll be fine. You'll if they only knew that Freddy's fine. real weakness was the anarchist cookbook. <laughs> 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 the internet wasn't around. Yeah. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't. That, was an orig- that was an actual book. Yeah, okay. you know that was paper, well, that was, paper that, and ink at some that point. Was paper. <laughs> well, in my in my lifetime, it was like online. So damn, Chris, that's, that's where you Christ got the anonymous. dark shit. Silk Road, bro. Silk Road. I'm just call him anonymous. Yes. <laughs> Anon, fucking Mr. Robot please. over here. <laughs> Can't fucking remember. <laughs> Ready to rate this mammer jammer? Yeah, Woo! I guess the only last thing to mention is the uh, very silly. Uh, like slideshow of Freddy during the credits, like no, like no, we're trying to I do actually, like a remembrance of I, him. Yeah, well, I mean, they really did think this was the last one, the final nightmare, <sighs> the final one. I don't know about that. Let's I have a know. good time in the credits. But I, I will say that it's kind of it, it. That's the best part of the movie because you get to see all like all the deaths over the years. That's true. That was kind of cool. I was like, oh yeah, I remember that one from two. And they showed all and the good parts. Three. Yeah, and then they, and then they showed a few scenes from this film. So yeah, which is not necessary. It's like no, I don't need to see that. I just saw that shit. Yeah. Go back to four. It was like a montage <laughs> of all the other shit, right? Go back yeah. to the yeah. puppet scene. That was a fucking bad one. Yeah. <laughs> How many uh, Freddy meatballs? <laughs> Freddy meatballs. Freddy meatballs. Freddy meatballs. How many Freddy meatballs are we giving this? That's I love I, it. That we're rating it? All right. Yeah, dude, that I think so, even so though so it's hard. not this movie. No, but I it's believe not. it's in one of the montage <laughs> scenes. It could be. Yeah. Wow, it's look, actually the dead. Those isn't floating it like the demon souls? heads look like meatballs. Yeah. That works. The souls of his. In his stomach? Yeah. Yeah. The souls of his victims or something. You know, as meatballs. Food yeah. is the key to the soul. All right, I'll go first on this one. This is, uh, uh, I'm going to answer the question within the question in my review right now. This is the worst of the, fr- <laughs> mm-hmm. of the franchise, in my opinion. Absolute dog shit. This is horrible. Man, this is rough. Uh, I, I really had a bad time watching this. <laughs> I was so mad throughout the whole thing. I'm like, you, I'm like, you just shit all over this, this character, this beloved character with this goofy nonsensical <laughs> bullshit. Like even you have, you even have heartthrob Brecken Meyer in here who would go on to be in every other movie after this ever made. Um, and I just, yeah, yeah man, like Freddie just becomes such a joke in this and it, and it makes like, this is the one series where I can look back on and I can really say like, ah, oh, man, one was enough. Like I like, don't get me wrong. I love three mm-hmm. uh, and the other sequels are fun, but when you really break it down, like I feel like this one and Halloween, I'm like, one was enough. Like th- those stories are so good within themselves. Like that it really, when you get into this goofy shit like this, it really taints the legacy of the character. Wait a minute. Halloween does not get goofy. Watch it again. <laughs> it gets this. stupid. It never gets goofy. No. I think. It doesn't get stupid. Just, no. It gets no, no, like, boring. What I mean, it's like it gets it just, boring. It gets like, repetitive. Like, I don't mean stupid. But it, like, but it, it never make loses. Any sense, it, ne- it gets but... repetitive, but it never loses the but, tone. No, what I mean is like it's ready loses the tone real fast. What I mean yeah. is like as far as like just the story doesn't need to continue. Oh yeah. Like this, that story alone was terrifying enough. Oh, they're that still could, doing it nowadays with like Saw franchises and stuff. You know, it's like whatever. And this one is just like I don't know if if the director was like a big fuck you. If it, I wouldn't be surprised if it is because that movie is just that. It's just that good. It's not. It, it seems like it, it almost is like a. I feel like the, when they're like, "Hey, Freddy's final nightmare," it was almost like a "fuck you" to the fans. Like to me, at least, as a as a as a fan of of Freddy Krueger, I'm like, this is not how I ever want to see Freddy Krueger ever, like again. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with one one Freddy one, meatball for one Freddy meatball one Freddy because the Goo Goo Dolls in the beginning of the film. But that's that's about it. Goo Goo Dolls are in this movie. <laughs> they. they the song in the beginning of the oh, movie is Goo Goo Dolls, yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Iggy Pop or something. Oh, yeah. Iggy Pop does a song in this, though. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, let's go Let's go, Chris next. Yeah. I, I didn't quite hate it as much yeah! as you did. Yeah, let's get it over with. <laughs> Fucking let me get in it. I didn't hate it as much as you did. Um, wow. I'm going to give it a two. <laughs> too high. I'm going to give it a two. That's one too many. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm I'm sure there's a little bit of my nostalgia playing into the rating because I did like it as a kid. I did think it was kind of a fun movie to watch. And going back, it is so it is bad. It is really uh, heavy handed on the marketing aspect of what Freddie is or became. And that is clear. They play that 
to, you know, like throughout the whole film with the constant one-liners. Everything he says is a pun or a joke. There's nothing terrifying about that. So that's what makes me a little bit sad about this version of Freddy is he's not terrifying in any way, even down to like the effects on his makeup. It, it doesn't look terrifying. It looks glossy and family friendly to me. Um, so, so yeah. And, and a lot of the things Cody said just really, just really, you know, it does, it does hit a couple nerves. Like for me, there's some of the gags work, you know, the horror gags, but as a movie, as a whole, it is probably the worst one in the series. I do need to revisit a few of them to, you know, distinctly make that, uh, that point. But I, after seeing this, I'm like, no, I don't remember any of the other ones having quite this level of corniness. So, uh, and not in a good way, not in a fun way, almost like an so it's still a two eye rolling way. But yeah. yeah, but yeah, I mean, I like, agree with everything Cody said, and except for his score, <laughs> <laughs> ain't that no? That's I don't know. There's there there's a happiness that I I got watching the film. Okay. So. I have to put a two out of you put it out of two Freddy meatballs. You're a depraved person getting happiness out of this. <laughs> Mike. Uh yeah, I gotta give it a one, one Freddy meatball. It, uh, there's no doubt it's the worst of the series, but like here's the thing. It's funny that you said the thing about the different franchises. I always like looked at it as like, okay, Friday the thirteenth, none of them are particularly really good. But they were all consistently like they have a, it's a more consistent franchise, right? Like you know what you're going to expect, you know what you're going to get, kind of thing. With Nightmare on Elm Street, I always feel like it's like the one was good, and it just went downhill from there. And I can't tell which franchise like wins over the other necessarily. If 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 a really awesome classic over like another seven bad films versus like like some mediums and some lows. <laughs> throughout i don't know anyways but um with this film like i i'm like with chris a little bit on like knowing that it's a very deliberate film and it's the end of like they're they are trying to kill fucking freddy off it's like they've almost said like this is boring right like fuck this let's just like kill him kill this poor bastard it just feels like they are like putting a bullet in old yeller <laughs> that's a way to put it uh, and I kind of respect that a little bit especially since I do respect the director and a lot of stuff I'm one of these guys that like I, I actually like Tank Girl quite a bit um, so her style I've always kind of liked with these kind of films so and I see that now here more than I did when it was in theaters and I had no fucking idea who directed which fucking Nightmare on Elm Street really quite honestly um, but yeah it, it just it, even with all that, like it never reaches. It's just not fucking scary. It is a it is a goddamn merry melody, <laughs> uh, Wick starring Freddy Krueger, and I have this fucking sticker downstairs, and it's Freddy Krueger, and he's like got his claws up like this, and he goes, "Do the Freddy." <laughs> and now every time I look, I was like, "This is fucking post five. <laughs> it's a post five sticker right there." <laughs> Kyle. Uh yeah, I'm I'm with you guys as well, man. I'm I'm at a one with this film. Um I gotta say, like, going into it, it's one that I remember seeing um probably when I, I, I didn't realize I remembered as much as I did, and it was probably um one of my intros to Freddy when I was a young kid. But um yeah, there's nothing in this movie that that jumps out to me like that's really uh Nightmare on Elm Street esque. I mean I've said it a million times. I hate the Johnny Carson comedy, kind of wacky Freddy. And this is like to like the worst level. Like, I feel like in three with the most famous line, primetime bitch, that's at least like just the right amount that I think I can handle. And then this is just, he's playing a fucking video game and it's got a, he's got a, a Freddie power glove. I mean, I, I just can't, I can't deal with it. And it doesn't hook me in as an audience member. The movie ages terribly. I think, um, and it's such a depressing send-off for, for a character who, quite frankly, scared the shit out of me and who, quite frankly, has one of the best gimmicks. He attacks you in your fucking dreams. That is terrifying. And I, in this movie, not a single dream was even remotely terrifying. I, like, hate to, I hate to break it up right now, but I thought about this, too, on my right here. So did anybody else's mother... Hold on, listen to me. Did anybody <laughs> else's mother, like, try to like terrify you at night baby and like Freddy Krueger will come never never no fuck it was only mine it was yeah. only yours yeah. I have met other kids that had that problem I've never heard like somebody being like Jason will come get you 
No, nobody yeah. ever said somebody would come no get me. No one would ever say anything. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, for, for me, um, you know, this is a terrible way to end, I think, an otherwise pretty cool and, and pretty uh, frightening character. So, one, um, I was thinking I might go 1.5 while Chris was talking. And then, like, in my mind, I was just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, you did not enjoy yourself. No, Don't give it anything else. Come on, there's fun in this movie. There's that's, one scene that gets me, which is the ear, one. ear yeah. and that's it. I wouldn't say there's fun in this movie, dude. There's not fun in this movie. It's a little bit Him of Him getting lost in a, in a thousand reams of maps. The, ah! <laughs> there was a Scooby-Doo moment, dude, so where, they're, true. where they're like fucking Breck and Meyer, I'm pretty sure, is like running through doors and they can't like track him down like the Scooby-Doo. So yeah, it was like high speed. So like, fucking stupid. There's another scene where John Doe, remember, he's in a dream and he walks upstairs that don't exist yeah. and then he's in the next scene, he's just on the level floor for no fucking reason. <laughs> this movie's stupid, Chris. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? I'm just saying it that's, that's, kind, that's, that's a, a charm, charm for man. All of us. I do, I do think the Johnny Depp charm. scene is pretty funny. Johnny Depp came in was nice. I like, think it was that was funny. that was that was that was you know what? That's the that's a good moment. call. That's a good callback. Yeah, that was a good callback. This movie's got moments. It doesn't. It has maybe two. <laughs> that's our show for this week. We got a review to read. All right, this is a five star review. It comes from Noko Leah, and it says the host Cody has assembled a perfect quartet of fellows to review some of the best worst films or worst best films of the past 50 years. They are at their best when they unpack some terrible scene from some awful movie at great length for uh, a little purpose except to express their genuine affection for film. I was going to knock off half a star for their narrow range of mostly bad white bro flicks. But in the aggregate, they do actually survey a fairly wide range of films. I was going to knock off another half star for their total inconsistency and how they arrive at their ratings. (laughs) (laughs) Shooting from the hip every time. As sometimes they seem unwilling to endorse good films because they didn't personally like them. You're damn right. Yep. Or will highly rate admittedly bad films for nostalgic reasons. I will. Like tonight with that yeah. two, with that two, yeah, with that bullshit ass two, Christian's game. Yeah, no doubt, etc. But uh, so be it. Maybe someday they will review one of their own reviews and fine tune their rating system. The production quality is excellent. Their personalities Boom. work well together, and their enthusiasm is contagious. And their honesty is refreshing. That's five stars from Nokolia. And thank you so much for that review. Thank you. That's thank awesome. You. Thank, thank you very you. much. Thank you. Thank you for finally complimenting the production. <laughs> like Can we just been... say, guys? Thanks, like... Bluefield Audio. Bluefield. <laughs> yeah, it is Bluefield Audio. <laughs> yeah. He forgot his own. Yeah. You're the proprietor. You're the proprietor. You're the proprietor. <laughs> you're proprietor. You know, guy, I, guys, I, I've, I, I didn't want to say this on the air, but um, you know, Bluefield Audio, I sold it. I sold it to MG. <laughs> they are now the proprietors. They're, now the proprietors. they're making some yeah, of your really favorite modern day. They're, they're, they're actually making money with that. Yeah. Now. Every time <laughs> that we say Bluefield Audio, we actually owe them fifty dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So. Stop saying it now. Sorry, <laughs> we're up to two hundred dollars. <laughs> All right, that's our show for this week. Uh, remember, if you leave us a review, we will give you a shout out at the end of the show, and then uh, head over to cultfilmandreview.com for all your cult film and review needs. Then you can follow us on T-shirt. social. You can follow us on social media at Colt Film underscore Review on Twitter, at Colt Film and Review on Instagram, and on Facebook. You can follow Kyle. At you can follow me on Instagram at Colt Film underscore Kyle. You can follow Chris at Colt Film underscore Chris on Instagram. You can follow Mike at, at Mike Solicio on Twitter, and you can follow me at VHS Collect on Snapchat and Instagram. That's our show for this week. Remember, if you're going to join a cult, make sure they watch some good movies. We'll see you next time. <laughs>